What's going on, everyone? This is the CLNS Media Network's Patriots postgame show. Marv, final score says 28-22, to but I know for sure that score does not indicate how this game really looked. The Patriots lose an ugly one to the Houston Texans in Houston, falling to 10-2 and on the season, 5-2 and on the road, and they are also no longer the number one seed in the AFC. That title now belongs to the Baltimore Ravens, but... In this game, Marv, it wasn't a pretty performance all around for the Patriots. Yeah, like you indicated, this score can be misleading if you were just looking at it. Patriots rallied late to try to make a fourth quarter comeback against the Houston Texans, but just didn't have enough. The Houston Texans were the better team tonight. Offensively, defensively, special teams, wherever you want to say the Houston Texans, outplayed the Patriots, and outcoached the New England Patriots in this game. And the Patriots had no business winning this game whatsoever. Yeah, man. It, it just seemed as if from the jump things weren't clicking for the Patriots, especially offensively. I mean, you look at some of the stats uh, just to kick it off. Tom Brady, 24-47. You know, he did throw over 300 yards, three touchdowns. But again, another case of... If you're just looking at the stats, you probably said, all right, Brady's game was decent. He threw three, three touchdowns. He threw for 300 yards. But if you watch the game from start to finish, you would realize that in the crucial moments of the game, in the in the most important parts of the game, the offense, Brady, the receivers, everything seemed off-white. Disgusting. Disgusting. This offense was sick. The only bright spot in this offense, Mike, James White. 14 carries this game, which might be a season high, 79 yards. Also, reception-wise, he led the team with eight receptions, 98 yards. James White is a beast. This is a guy that we did not see last week. You know, they really bottled him up. This week, they unleashed James White. And you're going to have to unleash James White for the, from here on out. Yeah. He is your playmaker. He is the guy that you are going to need to utilize. The um, Houston Texans doubled Edelman all, all game. And it's like the New England offense did not know what the hell to do at all. So, James White, if you got to look at a bright spot in this offense, that's who you're looking at. Here's the thing. You know, I'm looking at the comments. People are coming in. Some people saying Brady is the issue. Some people saying, you know, uh, the offense all around sucks, the receivers. I, I won't just pinpoint this on Brady. I won't just pinpoint this on the receivers not getting separation like Brady seemed to be arguing or discussing with them early on the game. All around, Brady, offensive line, the receivers, the offensive coaching staff, it's not working. And I know over the last couple of weeks, for sure, we've looked at this Patriots team and noticed, okay, well, things aren't clicking, you know, for them offensively. And they've luckily come out with a couple wins. You know, they beat the Eagles. They beat the Cowboys. Um, but here's a game where a lot of the issues that we've talked about that have been sprinkled in over the last couple of weeks, it really all came to a head. If you look at some of the stats again for Brady in the receiving, Edelman, of course, 12 targets. He's going to get the most targets per usual. Eight uh, finished with six receptions, 106 yards, and a late touchdown that he got there in the fourth. But then when you look at the receivers, yes, James White was the next, you know, uh, second most targeted player on the team. When you took, took talk about the receivers – Jacoby Myers, three receptions, 46 yards. Uh, Philip Dorsett, two receptions for 15 yards. Sanu, three receptions for 14 yards. Nikhil Harry was only targeted once, didn't do anything. You're not getting anything from these other guys. 
Yes, is it on Brady throwing some bra- bad it balls? Sure is. Brady can definitely take some blame. If you're gonna sit here and say, we all know how great Tom Brady is, but it's a bad game. We'll talk about this game. It was a bad game on Brady's ha- on behalf. And at the same time, I think for sure when you saw Brady again struck um talking to the receivers on the sideline about separation, I will believe that he was trying to get them robbed up because what he wanted out there probably wasn't happening. But both sides have to take the blame. Yeah, it's, it was a bad game, but I'm just going to talk about Tom Brady. <laughs> Tom Brady looks cooked out there. I don't care what what everyone's talking about separation. He's been making bad decisions all season. Not bad throws, bad decisions. There's a difference. Throwing into double coverage. Throwing the ball away. Not throwing the ball away when you need to. Holding it for, Tom Brady has been making bad decisions. The interception he threw today, a very bad decision. There was times when he could have thrown a couple interceptions in this game. He got lucky with that. Sure, the separation is key, but we need it needs to start with Tom Brady. And not that's not what people are going to talk about, but he's been playing bad. He's been playing poor. And it's starting to piss me off. Yeah, we hear it. It's starting we to really it. it's starting to really piss me off because it's not even that, oh man. Tom Brady looks old out there. It's none of that. I haven't seen him look old. I've just seen him play really bad. Now, you also mentioned the receivers. Yep. This is why I say the Patriots were outcoached. A team figured it, figured it out. Double Edelman put a corner on James White, and that's going to solve it? No. There has to be other ways to get your receivers open. Josh McDaniels, Bill Belichick. Like that can't be the the way to slow down this offense is doubling Julian Edelman. It's kind of crazy. I'm reading the comments here because a lot of people have a lot to say. Um, it's just, you know, in a conversation that we have with a couple of friends earlier, it's a lot of things. People are saying, why do they waste their time drafting to kill Harry? People are saying, you need to do whatever you can to get Antonio Brown back. You know, people are saying, Obviously, early in the the season, decisions like letting go of Josh Gordon, not a good decision. Uh, Letting go of Demarius Thomas, not a good decision. Getting in and letting go of Antonio Brown, not a good decision. Brady has been playing bad, yes. But are we also going to attribute some of the fact that Sanu, him and Sanu don't have the connection yet and he just doesn't fully trust uh, Jacoby Myers and the kill Harry. And Sunu, not who we thought he was. Also, he had a bad drop in this game. Bad a, a, a bad drop in the game. You know when. So it's it's all around. And then we haven't even talked about the red zone. When the Patriots really do get to the red zone, they have not been able to convert. It's been field goals, which is is all around. This game was very very disappointing. Because this is the healthiest, quote-unquote, healthiest this offense is going to be. You have Isaiah Wynn. You have Sanu, Nikhil, Jacoby, Edelman in this game. You have all your weapons. And this was your best effort right here. And that's 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 very disappointing going forward. Yes, there's still some time to clean things up. Yes, there's still some. But this is what the offense has been week in and week out. Another positive, the offensive line. The offensive line, Brady had time to throw the ball. They were able to run the ball early in the first half. 
The offensive line has gone a little better. Yes, Ted Caress got hurt in this game, so we'll see the damage that does to this offensive line moving forward. But in my opinion, the offensive line did, did the best that they could. Cannon looked a little shaken up a little bit in the um on the right side of the field, but Brady did have time to throw this ball. It wasn't like – how many sacks did he have in this game? Two? Brady sacked three times in this game. And hit a lot more than that. But the times when he could have completed passes, he was not able to. Offense, man, I don't know what to tell you. I don't, I don't have the answers for this offense right now. You know what's crazy? When the game started, they were running the ball heavy. They were giving it to um, Sony Michelle, and they were running the heavy. And even, excuse me, the commentator was saying, well, this is something they're doing. Hopefully it can open up doorways for a lot of more play action and whatnot. And then j- things just fell apart. They just fell apart. And I'm sitting here thinking, you know, just looking at the wide receivers. The wide receivers or the group of guys, it just – Went in decline, went in reverse. We literally went from the beginning of the season thinking, oh, Brady got some of the best options he's had in years at wide receiver. And now we're here in week 13 looking at a group of guys that hopefully they can stay healthy and hopefully they can continue to gain confidence and gain chemistry with Brady. You know, I know this is not completely – Related to the post game and and everything that happened, but I'm still confused. I saw it in the comments as well. Why get rid of Gordon? Yeah. Why get rid of Gordon? Yeah, that's one guy who it's it's been out there that Brady and him have connection. I understand his stats in this play wasn't jumping off the charts, but at least you know there was connect some kind of connection there. And at this point in his career, it seems like Brady just wants a consistent group of guys he can build confidence with. And and rely upon to make plays. If you're gonna if you're gonna get rid of a Josh Gordon, then you're thinking, okay, that's because you're you're gonna you utilize Nikhil Harry more. That's what that's what any logical person would think. First of all, a logical person would be like, no, don't get rid of Josh Gordon. No, exactly. <laughs> but then if you do, you think, okay, the balance is Nikhil Harry. One, Nikhil Harry is barely on the field in this game. He got the touchdown last week in the rain he had a couple of bad drops and it looked like he was nowhere to be found anymore jacoby myers he's been the standout throughout the season he gets he's been getting more playing time throughout the um throughout the season more than the kill harry brady was yelling at him because he didn't go down the field when he wanted him to go down the field and that's when we saw the outburst and everything like that it's not looking good it's and not. you look at the comments people are fighting Swearing, going out, I've seen Antonio Brown's name numerous times in these comments. You guys have to let it go. It's not happening. Believe me, as much as you guys are in these comments saying Antonio Brown, get him on speed dial, call him it's up. over. A B A B. Believe I'm there with y'all. I, I think Mark's there too. If you can have Antonio Brown on this team, yes, it'd be great to have him as an option for Brady. But let it go. Kraft, not Brady, not Belichick. Kraft is not bringing that dude back to this team. I'd be shocked if they were to happen. You guys have to let it go. I've, I've let it go. I've let it go. Yeah, AB's not. You have to let it AB's go. AB's not happening. As um, 
as much as we would all love to see Antonio Brown on this offense, as much as we know how much that would help significantly, it's not going to happen, guys. So let's 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 let in the post game show at least. Let's leave it alone. There was another comment that came in from somebody, uh, Rich Forever Ken, something like that, saying we need to end this video because we're we're disrespecting Brady and Edelman and with our comments. I think that's what he said. Or she said. Here's what I'm going to say to that. This is your first time tuning into this post-game show. We're going to tell it how it is. That's it. If Brady sucks, we're going to say Brady sucked and had a bad game. If Edelman sucked, we're going to say Edelman sucked and he had a bad game. If Bill Belichick got out coached, we're going to say Belichick got out coached and had a bad game. It is what it is. Yes, we Patriots. are not going to coddle for you, your Patriot fan. Pa pa Patriots Nation is strong. We know that. Your team is the most successful team in NFL history. But if it's a bad game, bad performance, we're going to tell you you did good. You're going to tell you you did bad. We're going to give you a star, and we're going to tell you you're sorry. So welcome to the Patriots postgame show powered by CLNS Media. So looking at the other field of the ball, um, Houston, what they did right, what they didn't do well. You look at DeAndre Hopkins. Everyone was looking at that um, that side of the field, him and the Gilmore battle. How it would happen? Hopkins, five receptions, 64 yards. I think the play that you'll be seeing most about Hopkins is the, the trick play that they had in the goal line when he tossed it to um, Deshaun Watson for them to get the touchdown. Another thing that we were looking at um, – the tight ends, Mike, this is something we haven't talked about, but the tight ends have been a killer, especially on third downs for this defense to stop. Yes, this defense has been really good, but there has been times where the tight ends have been able to get away. I remember there was a play to Fells where Chung wasn't able to make that tackle. Um, looking at the tight ends right now, you have Fells. He had two, two receptions. He had that one touchdown as well. A lot of... A lot of things could have broken down, but this game was lost in the first half. Yeah, for sure. In my opinion. For sure. First half, the way it was going, the way it was just unfolding, you know, you could feel I could feel myself getting upset more and more because it's just the Patriots really took a left turn in how they have been playing. And it's just far, far difference from you know where they were early on the season. And I think, you know, some people were to watch this game, they'd be like, well, the defense is struggling. The defense is struggling. And the defense has some times where they struggle. They gave you a couple big plays on third down and whatnot. But you also have to think to the fact that sometimes, because the offense is so bad, there are situations where the defense may just get off the field. Yeah. Brady and the offense get on the field, quick three and out, punt, defense are right back on the field. These guys get tired. These guys who... Yes, they've been playing great all season long for the most part. You know, if they're dealing with a bunch of three-and-out situations where as soon as they sit down, get a little oxygen, get a little water, try to catch their breath, they got to get right back out there because the offense hasn't been able to sustain anything consistently throughout the game. You know, they gave up seven points each quarter, which doesn't – you give up 28 points, you're like, all right, that's not good. But if you come out of each quarter – where you don't let a team, you know, score multiple, you know, touchdowns on you in a quarter. For the most part, I, I think that's all right. That's not too bad, in my opinion. Um, but, again, it's not easy for the defense, knowing that the offense is not giving you a chance to take a break and catch your breath at all. Yeah, I mean, the running game, that which was a weakness for this defense, 
for the most part, not a weakness, I would say, but if there was something where you could attack this defense and you look at the running game. And I feel like they did a great job on, on Carlos Hyde, who's their main carrier, 10 receptions for 17 yards. Duke Johnson had nine carries for 36 yards. Defensively, when it came to stopping the run, Patriots did what they needed to do. The, the line was there. The line played great. There were times where Deshaun Watson, he would attack the middle. He wasn't really throwing to um, J.C. Jackson or Stephon Gilmore as much as any smart quarterback would do. You know, he was attacking the middle, and that's where teams, that's where the receivers really got loose. Um, Jonathan Jones, his game today, if you look at the secondary, he didn't have the best of games. You know, a couple of um, PIs, Kenny Stills got beat him for the touchdown. He had a good recovery, but it was just that ball was too good. And Kenny Stills was able to get that um, touchdown going forward. So if we're going to talk about the defense there, Jonathan Jones was the one that, you know, a lot of quarterbacks really target because he's the slot, the slot corner. And this time he got beat in this matchup. Yeah, he sure did. Um, I think. I saw in the comments as well, just thinking about it, not having Jason McCordy today was huge. I think he was out last game right. as well. He's a guy that you definitely want out there because he's been playing very well throughout the course of the season. Um, but overall, man, this game right here to me gave the Houston Texans a lot of hope. You know, Jim O'Brien has never Bill, been Bill, Bill. Sorry, just said Jim O'Brien thinking the Celtics coach <laughs> from back in the day. Bill O'Brien has, before today, was 0-4 against the Patriots in the regular season. I think 0-5, including playoff, you know, playoff appearance. Um, but this game gives the Houston Texans a lot of confidence, a lot of momentum. Gives uh, Bill O'Brien, you know, a feeling of he finally did it. He finally got one over Belichick, you know. And the Texans are right there in the run as being one of the top teams, you know, in the in the AFC. Um, obviously, Patriots are no longer the number one seed at the current moment. The Baltimore Ravens are playing out of their mind, had a big win today over the San Francisco 49ers. I feel as if, and I, it could sound like a broken record, but I feel like the Patriots were kind of in somewhat of a position like this before where they had a bad game. This is probably the worst-looking game of the year. Could you probably say that? Oh, yeah, definitely. Worst-looking. Don't look at the score. It's probably the worst-looking game of the year. And they, I feel like they had a game like that last year. And somehow, someway, and it's been a couple of years now, and somehow, someway, they're one of the final teams standing. So if there's one thing, I look at this game, and I'll say for sure, it looked bad. Brady looked bad. The offense looked bad. It got out coached. The the one difference though, Mike, about this year compared to other years, like last year, last year's team, we didn't believe this team was going to make it to the Super Bowl whatsoever. Last year's, last year's team. Last year's that beat the Rams team. Mm-hmm. No one in their right mind was like, oh man, this we had a bad team, couldn't win on the road. You know, you had you had struggles with your offense. But during big games, whether you was facing a team like the Kansas City, when they were dropping 40, you were able to drop 40. When they if it was an ugly game, you could you could get in the mix with the ugly game. 
feel like this team's offense doesn't have an identity. You're going up against a team in Kansas City next week. Are you confident this Patriots team can put up 28 points plus? Yeah. Call me crazy. But, again, I've just seen over the years. Not over the years. What have you seen this year? I'm talking about this. I know this year it hasn't looked pretty. Like I said earlier in the show, the wide receivers – have gotten worse as the year as the season has gone on, but somehow, some way, regardless of the situation, this team is known for having some maybe sometimes a roller coaster of a, of a season and somehow still be one of the teams at the end of the at the end of the day. That's what I'm saying. I know it looks bad currently. Yeah, the, the offense doesn't have an identity. You know, guys are injured. You're missing this players. They're not Raiders have connection. I know. And maybe the road does have to go through Baltimore if you want to get to the AFC. I mean, sorry, the Super Bowl. And people in the comments talking about it's over. The Patriots are going to lose in the playoffs. There, I there's no way I can sit here. Like, are you sitting here saying, "Oh, this offense looks bad"? I I don't see the Patriots even making it to the Super Bowl. Are you completely? No, I'm, I'm not. See, what I'm saying right now is this offense doesn't have an identity. I'm just going week by week. I saw, I've seen what they're doing the past couple weeks. I'm seeing who they're facing next week. You're going to face a team where you need to put up points. You face a team in the Texans who do not have a great defense. And you were still struggling throughout three quarters to put up points. So right now, when you don't have an identity, are you confident enough that this team could put up 28 points right now? Yeah. I've reached a point within the last two years that I believe firmly believe this team can find a way in any situation. That's just where I am. There's been too many times over the last couple of years where I've seen them in bad spots. The defense sucks. It was a couple of years ago. Oh, the defense is trash. Oh my goodness, they can't stop anybody. We've seen years. Oh, the offense sucks. Brady out there throwing, and it's not looking good as are. He's getting old. I've said it all before. It's the same football game being played. And somehow, some way, as bad as I've seen this team look, they stepped up in situations and performed. That's all I'm saying. Um, we got comments here. I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm just trying to get through the <laughs> yes, comments. Yeah. Eric says, Marv, I think the past struggles on offense were due more to the ineptitude than, their, than the Texans' defense. And that's – you. you're right. That's where the – problem has been it's all been self-inflicting is it like you mentioned earlier and you know, a lot of people got on us because we we didn't mention so much about how the receivers couldn't couldn't get separation that is that's all part of it but that's all part of coaching as well what do you do when your best receiver is going to get double team julian Edelman is going to be the focus throughout here on out Everyone knows, okay, this Patriots offense looks limited. We're going to key on their their main guy, Julian Edelman. Josh McDaniels, the offensive team. What are we doing now to get these other guys open? What are we doing to cop? What kind of plays are we doing to start getting a momentum going? How do we get Sony Michelle involved in this game who got outcarried by James White, which should never really happen? You're right, man. You're right. And I think we're just two, we're in two different spots. Because you're seeing this game and, you know, 
everything that took place in this game and Josh McDaniel struggling coaching staff. And I'm over here thinking like, yeah, all of that's true. Josh McDaniels, what the hell are you doing? But then I sit back and say, damn, Josh McDaniels got a Super Bowl ring three of the last four years. Yeah. So as much as I I want to sit there and criticize, oh, Belichick, why? what are you doing with these receivers in and out and getting rid of Antonio Brown and Demarius Thomas? And, what the hell are you doing? What's going on? Well, McDaniels, your play calling, why are you not running on third and one and that pass play? Because even though Sanu dropped that pass, I don't know why the hell you running on you passing the ball on fourth and inches. As much as I want to sit here and get upset, I think I'm for some reason I'm just seeing further down the road because I just somewhat want to release this game out of my mind because it was just very ugly. I mean, <sighs> I can't think like that. I'm, I'm, I <laughs> the reason I can't think like that is because at the end of the day, before you had a Gronkowski. You had an Edelman. You had an offense that showed you something. The last time this offense showed me something, there was, there was a Josh Gordon and Antonio Brown that people keep crying about wanting back right now. And you just you just don't have it. Mohamed Sanu's been here for four or five weeks now, and he's had one good game. Nikhil Harry has been, been activated for three, four weeks. Has one touchdown, maybe three, four catches. There hasn't been any positive to go out this game and be like, okay, they're gonna get it, they're gonna figure it out. Which I still think they will because I still believe in the coaching staff in the long haul. I still think that you know, there's five more weeks left into this season where they can really just focus, try to pull something together for the stretch when you go into the into the playoff run. Here's his last comment on Marie because it really boils bottles up my same feelings and sentiments all around from a guy ONF. Please explain to me how you we have Demarius Thomas, Josh Gordon, and Antonio Brown, and we lost all three of them. Please tell me how we let that happen. I mean, the only one I can explain is Josh Gordon. The marriage Thomas had to go for Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown screwed up. Antonio Brown screwed up. It sucks. Some of it's on the Patriots, but some of it's on the uh, Antonio Brown disrespecting Robert Kraft. I see a lot of I see a lot of people talk about the all the scout team and oh we didn't get the right guys. This team was stacked. It just everyone who's complaining, you guys are all in here talking about 16 and 0. I was one of them, yes. Like this team was a force to be reckoned with. And it all, and it, it all unraveled. You this it gets to a point where you can't you can't criticize the 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 GM, the scout team, none of that no more, because they brought they put it out there for you. And then unfortunately, injuries happen. Unfortunately, you know, a crazy situation as Antonio Brown, and then if he just doesn't tweet about Robert Kraft, who knows? Maybe he might be back in here. But And then the only one we really don't fully know for sure. Josh Gordon, we Josh don't know. I, I, I still want answers. I yeah. want answers what happened to Josh Gordon. Yeah, man. I mean, we don't have to really keep going back and forth about this game. Again, if you watched it, you know it just wasn't a pretty performance from the New England Patriots, especially offensively. They had a bad game. Again, final score, 28-22. Uh, 
Patriots still trying to make their way as in reach of being the top seed in the AFC. That's not out the question, but I mean, they're not in that spot anymore. You take on the Chiefs next week, which could be a tough game. Luckily, it's at Gillette, and the Patriots undefeated at Gillette right now. Um, but I don't know how a performance like today would go well against the Chiefs. Everyone always talks about the Chiefs' defense being trash. So maybe this is a situation where the Patriots have been playing trash defenses all year. <laughs> so, so that means nothing to me. But you know, the team was supposedly battling illness and whatnot, and guys working their way back from injury. Here's a chance where hopefully you get through a week where you could get your guys back fully healthy, and then you get your guys back fully healthy. You face a trash defense, and you build some momentum after that. Because then after you get through the Chiefs. You got the Bengals. The Bills might be a tough game. Oh, that's a. It's not. Not only is it a tough game, it's a huge game. You you you're fighting for the number two spot. Yeah. Bills is gonna be. I think you know you get a you get a lollipop there with the Bills and Dolphins. I mean, sorry, the the Bengals and Dolphins, but the Bills mixed in there to end off the year is gonna be tough. Four games left in the regular season. You gotta go. You gotta see if you can get out here three and one. Yeah, three if, and one is a must. But it might be essential that you go four and zero to get that number two. Because once again, true. the Bills, their record, they only have three losses. And then uh, um, the Ravens are plowing through everybody for the most part. But regardless of that, take it one game at a time. Patriots need to focus on the Chiefs next week. So, without further ado, we can get into the stars and sorries of the show. Once again, drop your stars that you have. Drop your star, your sorries. We're going to kick it off for stars for sure. And there's one guy that you mentioned earlier in the show, Marv, that was probably one, if not the only, bright spot from the game. James White. Yeah. James White is the star. No S after. <laughs> <laughs> he is the star of the game. James White. It was so weird not seeing him last week against the Dallas Cowboys, but you know, I don't know if that was just game plan. You want to save him, whatever it is. James White was not sick. He did not have the flu. The man balled out eight receptions, 98 yards. I'm talking about a running back, eight receptions, 98 yards. We're talking about also doing in the other end where he's not known for 14 carries, 79 yards. James White freaking balled out, man. That's your star. He's He's your playmaker. He's your secret weapon. And these next four weeks that we mentioned, James White is going to have to have, I want to say stats like this, but SIP needs to be implemented in the game plan very heavily in order for this offense to get something going. So that's your only star? That's that's my only star. Yeah, I, I think I have to agree with that. It was, it was, it was, it was and If you look at the stats, you'll see Julian Edelman's, Edelman's stats and say those really jump out at you but again those stats are kind of heightened with the late drive there at the end of the game um but it was tough all around i can't see anybody really separate themselves and being a bright spot of the game offensively and then defensively i mean i don't think anybody really stuck out uh Hightower had six tackles. Hightower had a good game. Six tackles, one sack, and a tackle for a loss. Uh, Vinoy, three tackles, one sack, and a tackle for his loss as well. Uh, 
James White gets the start of the of the game for sure. But now we can talk about some sorries because you know when there's the good, there's the bad, and when you're bad on this show, we tell you sorry. sorry. So any sorries that I can see here in the comments that jump out? Some are saying too many, too many to list. Others are saying um the Josh kicker, Josh McDaniels, huh? Josh McDaniels. Some are saying Brady play calling. Sorry, Brady. What about you? I got to give a sorry to this, the offense in general, man. Like I said in the beginning of the show, I think everybody, everybody all around was bad. Everybody. Brady, the receivers, the running backs, aside from uh, James White, it just wasn't good all around. Brady was making bad throws. I do believe these guys were also struggling to get separation. Um, So a combination of those two things are just going to have it looking like a bad offense all around. So me. I need to give a sorry to the whole Patriots offense. Yeah. I mean, it's easy to really say the Patriots offense. People are people are saying who here. We're talking about Brady, like you said. Some people say Marcus Cannon. The kicker was a sorry. Look, call me crazy. But this is going to... This year's 2019 Patriots draft class. And it might not be and not it might not even be their fault. It might not be their fault. But something's going on here. When did you draft Nikhil Harry? First round? Yeah. One target. Damien Harris. This stud running back that was going to help out this offense somehow, some way, does not see the game ever. This boy's sick. They got the flu. And Damian Harris is still an inactive. Jawan Williams, the big cornerback that they got in the third round, doesn't see the floor ever. Him, I guess, it makes a little more sense. You know, you have a stud secondary crew. The only one who really plays is Chase Winovich. True. But if you're going to tell me, Damien Harris, you're going to tell me, Nikhil Harry, you draft them this high, expecting them to do something for your offense, and they do not play, they do not, they barely add any significance unless there's a serious injury. That's bad. That's real bad. And that means you just wasted a draft year where you could have developed someone else to put in on in on this offense. And I don't get it. So for that, on this show, I'm going to give them a sorry. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting this year with the draft class. I mean, I remember Thursday we did the post-draft show. And I was happy at the fact that the Patriots drafted Damian Harris because I just thought he could bring a different element to the team, especially in the situation if one of those guys, those top guys got hurt, he'd step up. And they haven't used him whatsoever. Nikhil Harry, you figured as soon as he got back healthy, you know, we had conversations roundtable about him possibly being 
the number three option. Yeah. Sure. And he's not even he's healthy. And I don't even know if he's the fourth or fifth option. Like I, I it's I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, man. I think all we could do right here is just chalk this up as a bad loss. It's a bad loss. And again, like I said, Patriots need to get a chance to rebound and win against the Chiefs. Now, if they come out next week against the Chiefs, they play well like they were early in the season. You know, this game tonight or whatever time it is, this game could be forgot about. We won't look back in this game, depending on how you finish off the season, because you're getting to the end of that stretch where I said, all right, you, this is the stretch of tough teams. And once again, looking at, you know, the Patriots over this stretch of tough teams, I said, that started with the Browns. You know, you beat the Browns. You lost to the Ravens. Eagles, Cowboys, that's win Texans. So that's uh, three and two. You got through the stretch so far, three and two. Let's see if you can handle the Chiefs. That's the final team on this road of the stretch of teams. I said it would be tough. You could finish off this stretch four and two possibly. And that's solid. Finish out this season again. Like I said earlier, you got two teams in there that could be easy layups. Bills might be tough, but you should easily take care of the Bengals and the Dolphins. And then you figure out where you're, where you're at heading into the playoffs and Patriots can switch to a different mode come playoff time. We've seen it before. We've yeah. seen it before and that's just what it's going to be. Any final thoughts, Marv? Bad loss. Bad loss. Bad loss, bad offense. Um looking forward to hearing what the players, what the coaches have to say after this game and how they get ready for the Kansas City Chiefs who always are a knack. You know, you were able to sweep them 2-0 last year. What are you going to be able to do this year? Um, everyone who's been watching this Patriots post-game show, who's been on the comments where we are at right now, it is midnight. It is past midnight. It is late. And you guys are here sticking it out with nice. us. So that we appreciate a lot. You know, once again, give out a shout out from where you guys are from. We'll read a quick couple of them. But thank you guys for watching this Patriots post-game show. This is what we do every single week after every single game you can catch us here you can catch us at the patriots roundtable as well where we we come together again with our boy nick quaglia and we talk about what happened also nice. we do another show the double m show here every tuesday live wednesday on all streaming platforms where we talk about various topics, sports, music, entertainment, whatever you guys want to talk about, we talk it. We got people from H-Town watching right now. I know they, they they happy as hell right now in H-Town. Big win. Big win for them. Um, Shout out from Matthew Slater's Trap House. <laughs> Interesting place. Richmond, Virginia. Shout out. Okay, okay. West Africa, Liberia. Okay, Liberia. Who, where's, where's who's from Liberia? I missed that one. Lodi. Lodi from Liberia. We know our boy Eric always watching, tuning in 620 over there in Legos, but he's always showing love. That's what's up. Hey man, I'm going to West Africa soon, Mike. Say what's up to Eric when you get out. I'm going to West Africa soon, man. So I can't wait. But yeah, let's close it out, Mike.
It's been a great show per usual. Once again, we appreciate y'all. And we will see you next week following the Patriots versus Chiefs. Wherever you are, have a good day, have a good night, and we'll see y'all soon. So visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, Kentucky, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777, or visit slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700, or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit GamblingHelplineMA.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York.